have you ever fought a battle you'd struggle to win with no hope of running away? Have any of us? Have you ever, since the siege of Terra itself, drawn a weapon with the knowledge you might die? I will not see my life hoard away without meaning. Do you hear me? Do you understand me, prince of cowards? I want vengeance against the galaxy that hates us. I want imperial worlds to cower when we draw near. I want the weeping of this empire's souls to reach all the way to holy Terra, and the sound of suffering will choke the corpse god on his throne of gold. I will cast a shadow across the world, forcing all who oppose us to embrace the void. Pathetic earthlings, hurling your bodies out into the void without the slightest inkling of who or what is out here. life just some kind of horrific joke without a punchline that we're all just biding our time until the sweet sweet release of death no don't save riley <laughs> take her to the moon for me okay Welcome, friends, to another episode of Embrace the Void, where in the grim present there is only culture war. I am your heretical cyber host, Aaron Rabinowitz, and my guest this week is Danny Fortuna, a Warhammer 40k lore master and the god emperor of the Facebook group Warhammer Heresy Posting. Danny founded the group uh, as a safe space for anti-woke 40k fans after he was banned from several other groups over debates about female space marines and other identity politics issues. And since this conversation is going to be a little bit more in the weeds than usual and then get further in the weeds than usual, um, I wanted to give a bit of background. I reached out to Danny after we did an episode of Philosophers in Space on Warhammer and Gamergate. Um, where I tried my best to kind of steel tighten his argument about female space marines, but I ultimately think it's better to hear it direct from the Horus's mouth. So, Danny, I appreciate you taking the time, and would you like to say hi to the Void? Hello, guys. Uh, you will be speaking with an Italian with an heavy accent that sounds more like a Russian when he speaks English. So get used to it, because uh, <laughs> this is not changing. Trying to change it from years, but this is not changing. It is annoying for everybody. It is funny for me because it annoys people. That's okay. And I, my understanding is you learned English from Warhammer lore. Is that right? Yes. I learned English after I found out about uh, Warhammer 40k lore. And being that uh, even when I was 19, that is when I found out about Warhammer 40k, I was aware that Italian wikis are very poor and don't contain every single piece of info that there could be. Like if you find an Italian wiki about, uh, I don't know, bolters, while the English one has 8,000, 12,000 words, the Italian one will have 300, 400 maximum, just to make <laughs> okay. you understand the difference. So I, I, I kind of needed to because I wanted to learn 40k. So I was like, okay, time to learn the language to learn 40k while learning 40k. And this is how it went. I was going to say, if you learned the language specifically from the lore, you would have like the most arch vocabulary of any human being ever, right? You would sound like a hilarious supervillain, which I would really appreciate. I actually do. It depends how I'm speaking Good. and how I decide Good. to speak. 
but mostly because uh, uh, the many of the words used in Warhammer 40k are derived from Latin, and mm-hmm. Latin is very prevalent and very heavy still in Italian. So mm. pretty much some of the words are just differentiations of what I use normally. So fair enough. Um, so you mentioned a little bit of how you first got into 40k there. Do you want to sort of say how you came to be someone defending Warhammer 40k lore on the internet? Warhammer 40k in general arrived to me in a moment of great need. Uh, what I mean by that is that I discovered it on a bus between trips to my university because the trips were uh, three, three hours and a half long and I needed something to do. And I had seen uh, around the videos, at the time there were only the first two of Astartes, but they didn't really pick my interest. Oh yeah, space war! And I was like, I'm not, nothing too interesting. Until I saw a review of the Ultimate Apocalypse mode, on which I worked for a period too, and I'm still a lore consultant for the Unification mode, the new mode that derived from the theme of the Ultimate Apocalypse. Uh, And I saw the armors, I saw the levels of war that there were in this mod, I saw... I recognized mostly the Space Marines, and I was like, I have seen this before, and this kind of warfare... Seems like my bread and butter, because I've I've always been uh, fixated on warfare, both fictional and real. Uh, I have studied empires, I've studied uh, World War I, World War II, I've studied the Roman Empire especially, because it is my own history. Uh, And I have always found fascination in the ways war works. Not Mm. in the sense that I like it, because nobody likes war, but there is fascination in reading the stories of people that go to war and seeing how empires are born and die in war. Especially if we go for for the Spartans, the Greeks, and the Romans. So from there, there I was like hooked. I I saw the levels of war that there was. I saw how much diversity there was in weaponry, equipment, and such. I was like, I need to look into this. I started looking at what Warhammer 40k was. I started finding some videos. I could understand just some words or phrases because I wasn't big into English before. But I could see that something this brutal, something this expensive, something so detailed especially... Could be my new passion, and in fact it was. And I started learning mm. the language to learn more. And that is a problem, because after I reached the point where there was nothing more substantial to learn, things became pretty repetitive, and I wish I didn't know all this, but yeah, I wish <laughs> I could learn 40k again from the beginning. Okay, so it capped out for you a little bit there. So let me ask you as a war buff, how accurate, like, what do you think of the war, the combat in Warhammer 40k? Combat in what sense? You mean at, at the level of strategy like plausib- or like, like plausibility? Like, well, so there's a related question here that I was actually wanting to start off asking you, which is, do you feel like Warhammer 40k is a satire? No, not maybe. It, maybe it was born in the beginning of first edition, and this is debatable too because the theory of oh yeah, Garsgul Garkuruk Traka is uh, is just an anagram for the name of Margaret Thatcher. No, that was disproven. It was uh, pretty much. Uh, destroyed as an argument when Games Workshop said no, it never was. <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it started as a satire. Many people say of the right, many people say of the left. I say it started as a satire of everything. It started as a satire of fascists, liberals, it started as a satire of atheists with their heretics, started with right. uh, a satire of, of Christianity, with the religion of the emperor, the inquisition. It was more a satire and uh, a roided version of uh, uh, of Star Wars. Let me 
well, yeah, after the second the great, edition, the when they of history taken to its most absurd conclusions or something like that. Yeah, right? and it was a satire for everybody. It wasn't a satire of the right or sure. of the yeah, right or left. One of the it good things about it is that it is kind of a weird satire of a lot of things. Yeah, and after that, from from the second edition onward, they started uh, adding more to the story. They started. Uh, making things more clear, making wars, characters, and such more clear. They started giving a storyline to 40k. So I think from second edition, it was already a lot less of a satire than it was uh, in the first. From third edition onward, when the story started to become cemented in stone and everything, 40k stopped being a satire. It has influences from real-world politics, yes. Everything has, because it is what we create with, with the references we have from real life and past history. But being actively a satire or something, no, it stopped being that after second edition. Very interesting. That is... So I think that's important, I guess, for some of the conversation that we're going to have here, because I think if it's a satire... I would want or expect different things from it or different arguments could be made about it than if it's sort of not a satire. Um, but, you know, let's let's see if we find our way to including that in the conversation. I want to, like, dive into the, the real heart of the debate here, which is the female space marine issue. Uh, so in your video that you sent me when I asked if there was something that I should uh, watch that, like, you've put out that sort of conveys your perspective on this you sent me a video that i'll include in the show notes about wokeness invading different culture or different um uh communities um you say basically one of your biggest fears and you think the biggest fear of the warhammer 40k fandom is female space marines can you kind of summarize for folks who might not be familiar why that would be a huge fear it is not a fear uh, as many try to attribute to me or to other gatekeepers as we define ourselves uh, of women in the Warhammer 40k hobby or uh, the Warhammer 40k storyline. There are many strong women both uh, in the loyalist and heretic side. Uh, on the loyalist we have, uh, I, I don't know, even the, the current abbess uh, of the Adeptus Sororitas that leads the battles from... Uh, Leads the sororitas in battle. She has a battle suit that she fights in. She has a spear given by the emperor. Then we have uh, one of the few sororitas to ever fall to chaos, Mirael Sabatiel. And that uh, is, if I remember right, either a servant of Korn, or maybe that was a human woman, I remember. Of. Most probably it is a servant of Zlanesh. No. And it is one of the few sororitas to ever fall gods. to chaos. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, one of the four chaos gods. But mainly. Warhammer 40k has always had strong female characters, and we see them around all the time. Now, I'm not big into the Sororitas, so I really don't read many of their books, I'm, but I'm happy when they show up. I'm mostly into specific chapters of Space Marines or Imperial Guard, because I like the human part of 40k. In fact, my favorite book of 40k is Dante still. Because it shows the human side of Space Marines. It is the most important part. But the mother of Robuta Gilliman uh, is one of my personal heroes. Because she, she said pretty much, fuck you to Conrad Kurz in front of his face while he was trying to kill her. And she okay. was, she, she has, she, that woman had stones. I, I, I see why the Ultramarines called her Mama Gilliman. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but the problem mainly with female Space Marines uh, is... Uh, a problem not with their inclusion, but a problem with two concepts that are the concept of tokenism and the concept of uh, intrusion, we could call it. 
Female Space Marines uh, are impossible by Lord of 40k, by many sides. It, is, it does not stop to, oh yeah, the gene seed doesn't work. It, it does not end there. It is just one of the sides to why they're impossible. I will explain the others if required. But the main problem is that if you make Female Space Marines canon, you take away mainly from the, from the Space Marines. Space Marines are created to be pretty much 40k equivalent of the Crusaders. The Crusaders were all warrior monks, and they were all male. There weren't female Crusaders. In fact, you could declare a crusade if you were a female, but you could, could not be considered part of it, because you were not a male. You were not a warrior monk. Same goes for the, for the Adeptus Sororitas, the warrior nuns of Warhammer 40k. And with the decree passive they use, they cannot have men under arms. I would stop people from including men in the Adeptus Sororitas too. It is not a thing that stops a space marines. I would stop anybody and gatekeep anybody that tries to say, oh yeah, the Sororitas should have men. I do say they should have men, but I, I do it as a meme, because it makes people laugh. I don't believe in it, because I like 40k lore as is. The main point is... Uh, they take away from the Space Marines because they are warrior monks, so it makes their bond of brotherhood less strong, it makes them less, less unique as a faction. It takes away from the Adeptus Sororitas because in the end it is just female transhuman super soldiers. What are the use of the Adeptus Sororitas if you have female Space Marines? What do you need the models of the Adeptus Sororitas if you have female Space Marines? All, all of that, it takes away from another faction I like. And for the concept of intrusion, it is very easy. It won't stop there. We have seen it times and times again. Somebody asks for a small change. If a small change is granted, they start asking for more and more and more and more until pretty much everything changes and the lore and whatever they want to be changed becomes unrecognizable. So female space marines are not really the end goal for neither side, nor the gatekeepers, nor the people trying to change them. Female space marines simply are the foot in the door. They are the first request, and they, this is why we must make our line in front of the first request. If the first request doesn't pass, the, all, all the others will never come. Okay, great. That's a lovely sort of laying out. So my, my understanding going into this was similar in that there are roughly two questions broadly here, right? Uh, are female space marines compatible with the current lore? And if they aren't, should the lore change to make it compatible with them? Right, that's mm. the long and short of it. Uh, the answer to both questions is the same. Absolutely not. The okay, great. So I, I want to go uh, through each of those in, in, in turn because I think they're separate yes, questions. No, no, no. I, I, I was going to elaborate. As if yeah. they are compatible with uh, 40k lore, no, they aren't. The 40k okay. lore is built upon the concept of traditionalism. Uh, as, uh, as the woke people call them, they, in Warhammer 40k, every single human alive is a conservative. All of them. To the, to the point of not only wanting to conserve how things are, they will kill you to conserve how things are. Uh, in Warhammer 40k, the only problem is not the gene seed. The gene seed is incompatible with women. They estimate that only one woman on a billion will become a marine. They made so all of their studies. Wait, hold on. It... One in the it is the same thing is incompatible, right? Though they're it is so like this is actually what was interesting when I watched your video because prior to watching it, my understanding was the very simplistic, you know, there it's incompatible with women. Full stop. You literally can't have them in. No, the but canon. no, but, uh, but you said yeah, it's different. Yeah, you but said it's more complicated a, than that. Yeah, but it is not more complicated on a genetical level. Are they impossible? Maybe 
Maybe not. It is so oh. small of a chance and nobody actually tried that uh, pretty much for how we see it, none ever existed. Nobody ever took the bother to try it for a various, for various number of reasons. Especially the fact that... No, it is not. Why not? Because it doesn't stop to the concept of genetics. As I said, in the Warhammer 40k lore, uh, they Hang made on. a study. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you said one in, a, one in a billion, one in a hundred billion women are compatible with the genes. No, might. It is not are. Might be compatible. It is not. Because no one's tried it, so you don't know. But let's 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 assume, at least for the sake of argument, that they are right. If they are, then it actually would be the case that there would be quite a few of them in a population as large as the Imperiums, right? No, no. This is not, not how it works, neither. How big is the population said, of the Imperium again? Uh, the population of the Imperium is in the trillions, but as I said, it doesn't stop uh, to the concept of genetics. The concept of okay. genetics is just a small part to why they are impossible. One okay. in a billion children born somewhere, because they are recruited as children, might be compatible with the Genesid. If that was the only concept that there is behind Space Marines, then maybe they will be possible. But it is not okay. the only one. As okay. I cited, what's the other, what's the other uh, issues then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I cited in the in the book of Dante, in the book of Dante, we see how the process of choosing, training, and the challenges trainees have to go through to even just start to impress the marines enough to make them think, yeah, maybe he can become a marine, are some of the most atrocious things you can even think of facing as a child in Warhammer 40k. In the book mm -hmm. of Dante, uh, the first thing they did when, even after they arrived to the place of choosing, because it was a whole travel, you should arrive here alive before you can even start being trained. Uh, when they arrived, they were, were firstly checked for compatibility with genes. The apothecaries came in, they started scanning people, and they started seeing which children could be compatible with the genes that had the higher chance to survive the implantation, and they started divided, dividing them into groups. Those that could try to become marines, and those that could try and become servants. The others were told, either you can become servants or you can go away. Okay. The, the, there so is they, no so they go marines. through really vicious trials to become... Space yeah, and that, yeah, and the trials are compatible with women, right? No, it is going to be it is going to Why? be compatible with women for a simple question of how the trials are made. The trials are the most stressing mentally that there could be. They bring you to the breakpoint of your own of your own mind, even either just by stress or just by pain, pure pain. Like uh, the Imperial Fists to recruit you, they put you uh, into extreme levels of tortures uh, with a thing they call the Pain Glove. It is not a real glove, it is more like an armor. But when it gets installed into you, it connects directly to your uh, nervous system and starts giving you the most excruciating pain it can give you. And you either survive it and become a Space Marine, but you are at the smallest of percentages, or you, your mind breaks and you die. It is one okay, of the two so things. So my understanding on the science of pain tolerance is that it's complicated and that men don't actually have a substantially higher pain tolerance than women. So if the issue is just surviving pain and women go through things like childbirth. No, it, it, it is not just surviving pain. Okay. Uh, as I was as I was saying, it is just one part of it. After that, okay. they have to survive the rigorous training of the Marines. They have to survive the games the Marines set up that are death games, as I said. The children start fighting one another to death. Yeah, and so, so let me understand here, because in your video, you don't actually refer to the lore here. You refer to 
biology of people in the real world and say, you know, women in the real world are biologically weaker than men yes. and therefore wouldn't be able to survive. But we have Marines that are women in the real world who do pass all the same tests as the male Marines in the real world. No, so they don't. No, no, they don't. They, they do. have uh, no, no. They have lower standards. They are required no. to do less. Yes, you can go and check. They have lower standards to become <laughs> Marines and such. Trust me, I did too. They have lower standards, and even then, not I mean, maybe one. Maybe depends of them. on which no. country you're looking at. But no, I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking the at the U.S. and every single country like Italy. I did go and check. They have lower requirements for the same level of entry than male soldiers. But removing that, even then. In human society as we know it today, not one woman has made it inside a combat unit of special forces around the world. There isn't one for the SAS, there isn't one for the Navy SEALs, there isn't one woman that is in an active combat squad in any special force in the world. Because only the creme de la creme or the best of the best arrive inside special forces. And the same applies to humans that try to become Marines in 40k. They are chosen as children because they have the highest chance to be compatible with Jinsid and they I'm have sorry, the highest chance there's to an be article compatible. there's an article that says women in army special ops face blatant sexism and must wear equipment that doesn't fit according to study. How are there women in the special ops facing sexism if you're saying there are no women in the special ops? I didn't say there aren't women in the special ops. I said there aren't women in combat units of the special ops. There is women in the in the Navy SEALs that are drivers of uh, their own uh, of like the last time I checked was like uh, operations uh, undercover of like driving boats and such, but one none of, none of them is in combat units. There isn't combat units women in the Navy SEALs, for example. They are all men. Okay. Now removing that, going now, back to 40k because hold on a second, yeah. though, hold on a second, hold on. no, I want, to, I want to stick to this point for a second because again, this doesn't prove that women couldn't serve in those roles. Like no, it proves I, it. I, they they no, no, cannot no, no, no. make oh, the requirements like, to join it. <laughs> no, no, no. What we would say is there has been studies, as I understand it, that have tried to look into whether it would be functional to incorporate them on a variety of factors, not just an individual's ability to do the particular tasks. And again, the results were mixed and the decision was made potentially not to incorporate them. My understanding is there have been sort of comp like attempts to do this. It's been complicated, but it doesn't boil down to a simple biological difference between them. No, there is, there like is the a special for well, well. So, so this also goes to the question of which one is better in combat. You kind of say in your video, men, men, men are always better in combat. At everything always. in combat. Yes, Thin? yes. We have, being we have, we have. There were women that were snipers during the the world. And women are on average were, better were, than so men at being snipers, as far as I know, statistically. No, 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 not really. The best sniper in the world is still a man. The, the point is, it, it doesn't but devolve it, down. But, like, okay. yes. but there can still be a lot of very, 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 very good female snipers and maybe more on average than really good male snipers, right? Okay, Even that, if that, much, men, that much I right? don't know, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that, that, my understanding that so, much so, I don't know. My understanding is because of things like lower center of gravity, they are actually better sharpshooters on average. Not really. They they might have better control over their muscles because they have less developed muscles, but I doubt it is a lower mm -hmm. center of gravity. I don't believe that's I mean, the arguments that people make. 
No, so. it is 33% less muscles than men, less bone density than men. It is the normal of biology. I'm not saying women I'm are useless in everything. I'm just saying men are built for war. Women are Commonly cited reasons for women being better snipers, better patience and concentration, better steadiness and fine motor skills, lower resting heart rate, more methodical thinking. Uh... Those are just some of the things. I have my doubt on that last one, but not for uh, for 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 so many reasons. You, like, what the people who've researched <laughs> this. So my point is, it seems to me that you're not at any point here showing that it is impossible for a woman to be a, a space marine. Merely no, no, highly, I'm highly, highly, highly unlikely. No, I'm right? showing it is impossible, and it, I I will give a, I will give one single spin to all my points, and then add the last one that makes it completely impossible. Because as I said, it is not a single thing. It is a a communion of things. Okay. They are they are less stronger biologically, require more resources to be made, have an higher rate of rejection, while one single boy on 100,000 tested might end up becoming a space marines. On a woman, it is estimated, because nobody ever tried it, it is just some mechanicals that said, oh yeah, let's make some calculations. He theorized that one in a billion women might be compatible with the gene seed, but again, it is a theorization. Other than that, we have the trials that are both mental and physical, that involve combat, sometimes against even marines without armor and without weapons. And the trials are deadly. In fact, uh, on uh, 527 kids in the Book of Dante that attempted to become aspirant marines, the final trial was reached only by 11 of them alive. Of those 11, only 5 passed it. The others were converted into battle servitors, so they weren't killed, but they were made into lobotomized servitors. And of those five, only two survived to become space marines. The other three died as scouts, and those were Dante and one of his friends that died not, not long after. Now, we have this level of preparation, this level of choice, pretty much 99.99% .99 of children that go die. They, they don't come back, they die. Now, only the best of the best of males are taken, so this excludes women in general, especially at that age, because no girl at that age, 12 or 13, is going to survive a couple of punches from a male, especially in that kind of environment. Other so than that... Like this is a pretty, it's like an incredibly specious argument, because like women, like on average, could be less physically strong, I agree with that, but certain women can certainly kick the shit out of other 12 and 13 year old boys. And are often yeah, and and if they and if they do, they so both like, will die. Why? That is the point. <laughs> I guess my point is, I think you're not actually making any case that it's impossible. Merely that it would be very, 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 very difficult for a woman to survive and do all of these things, and you know, have people put the resources towards making them this thing, which would mean that you'd have no. to lay out a whole, you know storyline for why this thing would happen but it wouldn't actually involve retconning the lore it would simply no, involve it would involve a heavily strong enough to overcome all of these things right yeah first thing not a woman like that doesn't exist if it is 100 human it doesn't because okay, but this is being, a world in which a 10 foot tall super god like controls the history of man and the psychic powers of not the really war. how it works it's not really like a normal system <laughs> like, like, like these are not normal humans in a okay, lot of ways uh, right? okay then, then let me spin it another way what is warhammer 40k well that's what i asked you at the beginning what is warhammer 40k is it a satire no but it is not a matter of politics it is not a satire as i said it is a it very a extreme matter of politics so this is the, this is the argument of like there's no politics in my thing don't put politics in my thing how is there not? In fact, there is there, there is no politics it's in Warhammer 40k. You, you the authoritarian government, aren't they? 
No, they are not a Christian authoritarian government. If anything, they are um, a dictatorial theocracy. They are just that, okay. but they are not a, a dictatorial theocracy. Dictatorial sure, okay, but they're still a dictatorial theocracy, and they're the and like part of you know Warhammer. It seems to me is forty k is, you know, endless war helps nobody. Everybody is no. suffering. No, you don't think so. Okay, so. Like, this is very fascinating to me. So you just think that, like, do you think the Imperium are generally, like, unironically the good guys? The Imperium are the good guys. Okay. Both if I look in it by the outside you, and if I look the, the, from the theocratic, authoritarian, fascists who engage in a bunch of mass Not genocides. fascists. Who engage in a bunch of mass genocides are the good guys. Genocides that are warranted or not. That is the question. The question you are posing is, are they good if we look at them from the politics we know in the real world? The question I answer with, are they good if we look at them for how they act in their own world? Do you but know you the history of the this is political. I mean, like, like, I guess what I'm saying is... How is it like political? What politics. makes it political? So is there politics in the Imperium? There is internal politics internal to the right. Imperium, but you don't, see, you don't see a side voting for Trump or a side voting for Biden. It, well, it is point, not real-world politics that go into it. In your video, you made an argument that identity politics can't exist in this world because there isn't yes. infighting in the Imperium. Everybody just picks up a weapon and fights the uh, Xenos, basically. No, there is infighting in the Imperium, but it's never for such trivial matter. It is either Why corruption not? of Xenos' influence... Because nobody has time for for such bullshit. But nobody has time nobody. for any other kinds of bullshit, but they're doing that shit all the time anyway. Like, people no, are fighting... No, what are they doing? nonsense but it doesn't like heretical help. nonsense may be seen but from our side in warhammer 40k every single kind of heretical symbol brings power to the ruinous powers it is not as easy as oh yeah you have to know everything of the chaos gods to fall to the chaos gods the uh the 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 camp dogs there is a story i don't remember now the name of the book of the uh of a of a kind of army called the camp dogs i don't remember the first part of the name because it was of their planet People of the Cam Dogs were fighting on a planet when a chaos invasion started. Some of them saw a symbol of chaos. They didn't know what it was. They didn't know how it worked. They didn't know what it represented. They all started feeling like shit. They all started vomiting. They all started having strange whispers in their ears. In Warhammer 40k, being bigoted like people try to push it is not something they do out of wanting. It's something they do out of necessity. They, the story they used for... No, they aren't bigoted. They are bigoted if we look at them from our side. They aren't from theirs. Because they have seen what being accepting can bring to. You don't kill a million people in our world for fun. In their world, they kill billions just to avoid that trillions die. One planet left with one heretic on it has the potential to cause a civil war so big it will require trillions of people purged just to bring peace back. This is my point. Chaos though. is how a very strong say, wait, power. Hold on. I don't understand how you can say there's no politics in a world where people are adopting, you know, a theocratic authoritarian government where they are conscripting people by force into endless war, where they're rationalizing that because they think the other side is even more evil. Whatever you think about their views, whether they're right or wrong, that's a bunch of like political art, right? Like this is about... It is political inside the level of 40k being political in itself. It is not political as in it is with the politics of the real world. What happens no, in 40k stays in 40k. Like, well, look, it has gender politics, right? We, we have an no, it doesn't. military. 
No, it, there is for a various number of reasons, but it isn't mandatory to be gender segregated. It depends on the planet it comes from. There are you stories of... It's really important to you personally as well that it's segregated because it conveys... There the, are two the factions, only two... No, no, no. The, the difference is uh, Warhammer 40k has endless military forces, but only two factions of them are, re, are uh, segregated by sex. One of them is the Space Marines that are all males, the other is the Adeptus Sororitas that are all females. All the others are mixed, even the Custodians that are the most powerful faction in 40k work with the Sisters of Silence and they are part of the army of the Custodians. So they are mixed too. There is but only two factions, one all for males, one all for females. And it is balanced. It is why okay. I find it fair that they exist. Let me, let me, I'll give my final thought, I guess, personally on the like, is it compatible with the lore? And then maybe we can talk about the like, should we change the lore to make it compatible for the second half? Or you can just, you know, you can share your sort of final thoughts on this and then we can talk about that other part. But like, what I think is, is funny to me about this is your position makes it impossible for you to make what I think is the best argument for why there can't be female space marines, which is the Imperium are baddies who are like Christianized style, authoritarian, theocratic, whatever you, whatever term you want to use. And so of course they're sexist. Of course they have a gender. No, like, they aren't sexist. They, that that is are, the point. No, 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 that is a lot. Well, so like, give, give, it no, no, give it a second. No, no, give it a second. Give it a second because this needs That's answering. Point. Because you can't claim they're sexist because you agree with them about women and men. No, I do not I agree with them. Wrong about that. No, scientifically, I'm not wrong because I'm a chemist. I studied in university. What I'm telling you, it okay. is not something that comes from anybody. Really I have a degree on it. But <laughs> removing that, I, I know biology because I studied it. I studied medical chemistry, so I know women sure. and men are different. Okay. But, but removing that, uh, the point is not that I consider them the good guys, period. Because if we go for the interpretation we want to give the Warhammer 40k world, everybody's the bad guy inside Warhammer 40k. Everybody. I there is nobody that is good. Yeah. Right. Yeah, They're and that is, that is right. That is right. You choose the, okay. the faction that you recognize yourself the most, and you consider them the less evil, if you want to go with that. But that is the interpretation. Or you choose them from... ironically and agree that they're all evil, because they are all evil. Yes, they are all evil, if we all look at them from the outside of Warhammer 40k. Agree the Imperium are baddies. The Imperium are the bad guys, as so are the Xenos, so is Chaos. It is not different. Sure. Everybody is a bad guy. So but funny you are talking... You can't make the argument that because they're baddies, they won't... This, this, is my, this is the point I was trying to make. Because you, you try to defend the no-female space marines on the grounds that it's reasonable and rational, rather than the behavior of sexist baddies... You can't make because it is not sexism. Is... It is not something driven by sexism. It, that is where you're wrong. The Imperium is bad, guys. We, we can agree yes. to disagree. Uh, I just think it's really funny that you deprive yourself of what I think would be the best in lore argument available to you, which is no, because it is not a lore argument. <laughs> well, sure, they're not progressives, right? They're the opposite of progressives. They like, are not progressives, and not, yeah, try but to have female space marines. But no, progressive will try to change. If we go for it, progressive will try to change the emperor of mankind, a person sure. born in what in what the present day world will be Turkey in seven thousand before year zero. They will change it in a black woman trans of color just because they think it, it will make I people would, feel more I, included. I mean, technically, all but, the space marines are trans, right? Because of... no, they aren't. Space ah. marines are agender. But removing that. Uh, because they are transhuman, so having a gender to not having a gender, but they're not trans. No, they are a gender because they are not human. That is the point. Well, they trans. don't have a gender because they are not human. They are they are transhuman. 
they are over humanity. They don't. Let's let's go by points sure because this is getting transgender. But it's, no, it's funny to me. Because, so the whole point here, I was just saying, is if you accept that this is a satire of Christian fascism, then it's very easy to make the case. Well, I'm, I, did, I know you didn't. That's what I'm saying. From my <laughs> position, it's much easier to argue that there should not be female space marines than it is from your position. That was the whole point I was trying to make there. I think from your position, you are denied the strongest in-lore argument for your actual position. Yeah, but it, it, it might be the strongest, but it will be still wrong. I am a person that keeps Warhammer 40k lore at heart. It is not a matter of sexism that kept women outside of being female space marines. It is not a matter of sexism that keeps men from being sororitas. It was never based on sexism that they made these choices. When the Emperor made space marines, he made it with one thought in mind. Space marines must never, never substitute humanity in their own creation. They must always come from a human. They must always have a direct connection to humanity. Because if you cut that connection, they will become the biggest threat the okay. galaxy has ever known. That sure. is the reasoning he used when he laughed in the face of Malkador when he asked, why don't you make some Primarchs female? And then explained that he didn't do it because he knew that if, if the Space Marines found a way to reproduce with one another, they will become the biggest threat ever known to the Imperium, humanity, and the galaxy alone. Wait, though. Because they will they, just they become be born a gender when they become Space Marines. How are they going to... They are more... Why would, they are, why would it matter they are if more they're men or women if they end up a gender? Because they are more, uh, they, it is a, a misconception that they are sterilized. It is more a misconception of what happens during the, the process of indoctrination. But I will reach that point in a minute. When well, all I'm, all I'm saying is, like, your argument doesn't say there couldn't be space marines. It says because of some choices made, there aren't ones, and it would be very difficult to make them, but not impossible. That seems to be the far. No, it would be impossible, especially especially when you consider that the Imperium, as you call them, the bad guys, are not progressives. The main, uh, uh, the main argument uh, people could make for them doesn't work for the simple fact that one of the first phrases you read in every single 40k book, piece of media, video, or such, is in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war. And other than that, there is even an another addition to that argument, that is, uh, forget the, the progress uh, of knowledge and understanding. Like, okay. Warhammer 40k doesn't advance, technology doesn't go forward, if anything, it goes backwards. During the Dark Age of Technology, before the Imperium, they were at the most powerful. During the 30k, during the Horus Heresy, they were still mid-level powerful. Now in 40k, they have so lost so much knowledge and technology. 16,000 Marines during uh, the, the Crusade of Armageddon, the Third War for Armageddon, weren't enough to stop a WAG. While in 30k, 100,000 exterminated an entire empire of orcs, the biggest that was ever seen at Ulanor. That is the point I'm trying to make. What I'm referring to I, I'm, is I'm not progressive because... As a philosopher, I just have to distinguish between something is very, very, very unlikely and something is impossible. Because in a yes, big but if number, many in a large enough world, those two things are opposite. In fact, in a very large system, anything that's probable is more likely to become actual than not. Yes, but there is also, also to make the argument that there is more chances that a typhoon comes in and reassembles an entire plane uh, sure. inside of an hangar at an airport than a meteorite. In a world uh, of the chaos planet. gods, there's going to be some chaos theory, Dan. You know, like sometimes maybe... In fact, if you, if, in fact if you want hey, female space marines, you just have chaos, to look at the... Maybe the chaos guys will come up with female <laughs> space marines instead. That seems like something they'd be into. Yes, but the real I question awesome. now is... Uh, so you, you, will be, you will be happy with that. You will be happy that would the bad guys... Would you be okay with the, like if, 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 the, if the chaos side came out, came out with female space marines, actually? 
I will be okay with that because it, it won't ah. make sense if if Zlanesh just goes, oh yeah, you are now female for whatever the fuck for Zlanesh female means because it, it, it is okay. an hermaphrodite. But uh, but the problem so is female space that, marines are possible and you're for it as long as they're chaos. That's yes, position. because chaos is magic, is not logic, and is not tradition. Chaos can work in any way it wants. I love you say it's not Why logic and it's not tradition. Like logic and tradition aren't often directly opposed to each other. No, they are, in 40k not really. The oh, their really? logic is based is based upon tradition. As I okay. said, the Warhammer 40k is not made of progressives. They will kill you just because you try to do things differently. In fact, my argument sure. you say your argument that's, is that's not that argument. it is impossible. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 so no, they no. Will not do something progressive. Yes, but that does, doesn't make them the bad guys from their look. It makes them I bad know, guys I from know. ours. But yeah. uh, your argument, in fact... objective moral truth, but sure. You know. No, not really. Objective moral truth, you are basing it upon your moral truth that is of this world. If okay, you were in there, you would we're be a good guy for shooting people I, I, because... I won't, I won't drag you into a meta-ethics fight. Um, no, no, but, but, but what, what, I, what I was trying to say is, uh, your argument is uh, they are not impossible. They are just very, very unlikely. By my side, if like five or six things are so much unlikely to happen that you will be killed only for suggesting that one of them could happen, trust me, that makes it impossible. It is like saying, oh yeah, maybe a meteor couldn't eat the planet, maybe it could. Okay, if I place a shield in front of, in front of the entire planet, does it eat the planet? No. And that's what I, pretty much what, is, what all of these points are doing. They are, okay. It is not for one reason that female space marines don't exist. There are so many, and they are so all unlikely and impossible, that it makes them impossible. Okay, so I think we've hit the bedrock of our disagreement here about the definition of impossible versus very unlikely. Um, let, can we talk about the other side of this, which is let's assume you're right for the sake of argument that they are impossible under the current lore. Um, what is the argument against retconning the lore to make them possible if that would increase, you know, individuals participating in Warhammer 40k? Or uh, first of all, group, potentially. It, no, no, no. Good, I wouldn't call that good. Uh, the first thing to say is uh, it will absolutely not increase the amount of people that participate in Warhammer 40k. For the simple fact that if we go by logic, if you lack the empathy to try and relate with a character of any kind that doesn't look like you to the extreme, like, oh yeah, woman can relate only to woman, men only to men, people of color only with people of color, uh, trans people with only trans people, then you lack the empathy to enjoy any hobby. You will always find a problem with it that makes you go, oh yeah, I cannot enjoy this, I hope they change this. So you don't think anyone should ever care about representation ever? Representation is important when it is intertwined and natural with the thing you are doing. Okay. If well, you go in Warhammer thing, 40... Right? So what you're saying is it, it has to be well-done representation. It, 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 the point is, Warhammer 40 You can understand why somebody would want well-done representation of themselves in media. I can understand why people want to be represented. I don't like the fact that they cannot empathize with anybody because at that point, why can I empathize with the Kenneth Dubaku, the chapter master of the... Uh, I mean, of the is it that they Astral can't Lions? empathize or that they are saying I would also like to be represented as well as being asked to empathize with a bunch of people who don't represent No, me? no, they, they, they simply can't empathize. The other day I was looking at a discussion on Twitter with uh, a user, I will not say the name now because I don't know if you want to be involved, but pretty much uh, this user was making a discussion, oh yeah, we should have male space marines for this, this, not inclusivity, inclusivity, and then somebody went, oh yeah, do you know that Horus Lupercal did this? And this user went, wait, Horus Lupercal, who is that? 
Uh, it is the last name of Horus. Horus has, has a last name? If you don't know enough about Warhammer 40k to make to, to see how inclusive it is, you don't that's know enough an to argument make an that argument they can't that empathize, though. That's an argument that they don't know some piece of lore. No, but he, uh, the point the point is, uh, if you say, okay, this uh, franchise is problematic, it's missing this, it's missing that, at least I should assume you know enough of that franchise to make that argument. If you don't know that Horus was called Horus Lupercal, and by my own right. thought, yeah, you thought on, that he was on, called Horus Heresy. <laughs> you're, you're, sw you're switching arguments, though. We were discussing, you were, you were making a claim that these folks can't empathize with people who they don't, who don't represent them directly. You acknowledge that it's nice and that it makes sense for folks to want representation, but we're accusing them of lacking empathy. When I asked for your evidence for that, you pointed to them simply not being as familiar with Warhammer 40k, which in no way proves that they lack empathy. It is not a matter of being familiar, it's it is a matter of being fair to the hobby. No, no, it is correlated. For No, no, my, my point is this. If you, you know that Warhammer 40k is not inclusive, okay, how much do you know of it? Which, which factions are not inclusive? Which races don't have men, women, and whatever kind of thing you want inside of it? If you go and make the claim, oh yeah, Warhammer 40k should be more inclusive, the least you can assume, I think, of you is that you know the lore at least in a good way. At least you know that the that name of the fucking primers... a reasonable request, but it's completely separate from the empathy question. That's a no, basic, it is related to no, the empathy question to, because you want to understand the basic material before they criticize it. Totally separate from whether I can empathize with someone who is not representing me in the media. Okay, yes, but if, even if that, if you don't give enough attention to the material, you are criticizing. We could call in this case saying bullshit on because this this guy was was saying bullshit on it. Uh, okay, you you. Even of that little, you know, you couldn't empathize with anybody. Like you see, space marines. Oh no, I can't empathize with them. We can't because it, I can. No, it is not a jumping logic. Could just be like really like here's an individual who like is e easily empathizes with lots of folks in media, but also likes to jump on you know dog piles online. Most human beings, I think, can empathize. Does that does does that make the individual good though? Online. So like, okay, does that make the individual good though? Does they does no, does no, give no, them the argument of the stand to say here's, this? Here's the problem: you're making specific claims, and when I ask you to cite evidence for them, you jump to a different claim, as if it supports the thing you were just saying when it doesn't. So I'm trying to get you to like stay stay with a point for a second. Okay, and the, the claim like you were saying they like you were kind of demonizing the people who disagree with you by saying they don't have empathy. When I think that's they not don't the have problem. Empathy. You don't. It's not that you don't think they have empathy. It's that you think they have. They like to show up in arguments about media that they are not particularly familiar with and point to flaws in that media and criticize it online. Um, and that is something they like doing, which is totally separate from whether they have empathy. Okay, yes, but if we go for the empathy question you are asking again and again, how do I know they lack you empathy? You made the argument because they me, have because... no empathy. I was asking you to substantiate it, which you didn't. That's why I stuck okay, to it. Let, let, I let's, let's, that point. let's say okay. Let, let's say you say okay. Let, let's present proof they lack empathy. Two of the biggest people I discuss with and I tried to get into a debate with, but they always refused online are Severus 60, an LGBTQ plus painter of Warhammer 40k minis of France, and an American called Beat Thunder. Both okay. of them, at least at least by their claims, are um, are experts on Warhammer 40k lore. 
Both of them are accused of doing so much heinous shit by other people that you cannot even imagine. Blocking thousands of people just for their own ideology and what they think. Harassing people online just because they are against their own ideology. Doxing people online just because they don't agree with what they think. Even going so far as some people have claimed to have been called at work by these people or having their bosses contacted with stupid accusations about stuff that didn't happen just because you disagree with these people. Like, I know it is just maybe a couple of bad apples in a bunch, but these are the people that I see indicated the most as the main servers of everything that uh, uh, the woke part of Warhammer is trying to change. You are taking these people, are putting them front and center, with some people even saying, oh yeah, let's put them as Warhammer heroes, because for now there is the Warhammer heroes of votations. They are, they are people that are trying to change the lore, and if what we are told is true, because there have been... I've seen a lot of claims, maybe not all of them are true, but there might be some truth there. But I've seen how, how their demeanor goes. I've seen what Cerberus has done to other groups he has joined. He posts in these groups his LGBTQ plus paint jobs of minis that I can like or dislike, but I don't like that they bring a political message to it and that he used to push politics into the hobby. And then just goes to with everybody that disagrees with him. He cries admin and gets them banned. And then if anybody criticizes his painting, he gets them banned too. I'm confused. It's perfectly possible that these individuals lack empathy. Lots of people online, especially even people who have empathy, act with low empathy when they're engaging with other people online. But it also doesn't necessarily sound like that. that's sort of the issue here. It sounds like these folks are a mirror of what you and your community, I think, feel a lot of the time, which is this is a, a war. And in war... It you... is a war. So in war, so are you complaining that they're not civil enough in their war with you? Is that the problem? I am complaining that even in those things that they do with other people, they are not civil in the way they behave. It is, they have a problem with me. They can say whatever the fuck they want. They can do whatever the fuck they want. I don't give a single flying fuck about what they do. But if in the case of Cerberus, like an entire group of thousands okay. of people now is held hostage by Cerberus. If you say anything so under so one of his posts that he doesn't against, agree with, you get banned. And there are people that, that would just want to enjoy it. I just want to understand. So, so if someone engages in dogpiling if they promote brigading of other people online, if they promote, you know, doxing or harassing of people online, all of what I think of as kind of the classic Gamergate tech, you know, textbook uh, behaviors, which I fully agree a lot of woke people also engage in online. You think that a lot that of people engage it. It doesn't know empathy. left or right. But so you would say those people uh, lack empathy if they engage in those behaviors. They lack empathy if they engage in those behaviors. I, I can understand that this maybe is something they are very attached to. I'm, a, I'm very attached to 40k lore. I wouldn't be a gatekeeper if I wasn't. But going so far as trying to get people in this fired... Just tell me your opinion. Come and have a debate. Like, I have challenged so ah. many people to debates and I've open, openly said, come and defend your ideas. Confront yourself with somebody that doesn't think like okay. it. This is why I'm here. Because so I said me, I'm open to Let me challenge you it. on one of your but, points then. I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm less concerned about defending the empathy of these individuals. It just, like, it seemed like you were not presenting a, a reasoning for it. I get your reasoning for those specific individuals. But I want to go back to the video that you posted. Yeah, but, but the main problem is that they are presented as the main part of the good side of the woke part of 40k. I wouldn't sure. have a problem sure with it they, if they I'm were sure just some fringe idiots. they have a list but... of things they would say about you and your behaviors and your community's behaviors. And, like, my experience of these kind of online culture wars is that everyone is 
doing roughly the same things and hating the other people. Not really. No, 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 not really. I, I can tell you, I have censored every single message that didn't come from a public source or account to avoid people getting harassed. I have censored okay. names and names of groups to avoid people getting dogpiled and harassed. I think the My irony group, of this is like in 40k, everybody thinks they're the good guys, whether everyone... Yeah, everybody thinks that the they guys. are the good guys, but I don't see them do what we do. In uh, uh, February and March of this year, one of our members, Joshua, uh, got, uh, he got cancer. He got a very rare form of cancer in his right eye. And he needed surgeries, he needed help, he needed money. They made a GoFundMe, I was contacted by Joshua, he needed help and such. In two months, we raised $10,000 for him. Okay. Only from RSC posting and another that's couple great. of groups. Yeah, what's your point, though? All, all, all I mean, of the well, I'm painting... What's your I'm, point? That the, the point is, have you ever seen them do that? I haven't, I've never seen them do that. I don't that. follow I, see people, I don't watch them at all. I, I don't know if they've done it, but like... So, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but every, well, every well, side well, is well, the well, bad well, guy. Then, 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 then we add the bad guys back for them. I want to bring us back to the argument, because I think this is a huge off-topic discussion. Like... I think no, because you said no, no. every every side every side thinks they are the good guys. No, no, no we no, 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 act no. like the good guys. <laughs> there is a difference. I wanted to I wanted to argue with you about whether the lore should change, and this has so far been primarily a lot of complaints about the individuals and the behavior of the individuals on the internet who disagree with you, rather than your argument in your video about why the lore should change, which I think is a really bad argument on its face. So I want to talk about that actual argument, not these other people and their empathy, if that's cool. No, it is cool. And what okay. do you mean, my argument? Because I don't remember the video. Yeah, so in the argument, you say that your fear about Games Workshop going woke is the classic phrase, go woke, go broke. It, when I use that phrase, I don't really refer to the company dying or such, but just losing so much of their own customer base and losing so much support because we have seen it with Bud Light, we have seen it with Disney that for now is in damage control. Okay. If you try to, 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 uh -huh. to merge yourself to the fringe side of your hobby, your hobby gets a heavy hit. All right, what I would love I to talk to you about for... this in detail because I think you specifically cited Star Wars as going woke and going broke because it lost too much of its customer base. And there is, as far as I can tell, zero data in favor of that position and a ton no, of... No, the, the, the data goes from the money the movies made. The okay. first movie that was, the, that was the return... the Star Wars movies made? The first movie made four billions and that was the normal for Star Wars for the... Well, if, if we adjust for inflation, for a Disney movie at the time. The second made two, the third made one. They lost 75% of their customer base from the first movie to the third of the sequel trilogy. It is a net loss that you cannot even imagine. It is why there isn't any more movies. They made, they made TV shows, but even those are dying down now because they are saturating not only the market, but they are pushing so many stupid changes. The people that have been fans of the hobby just go, yeah, no, I don't Where pay for this. because they are getting that Star Wars number? I took it from their own box office uh, numbers when I when I went and checked after the closing of the last movie. So the numbers that I've seen have usually put it much closer together at around a billion to two billion for each of those movies. That Maybe in said, the American market, not the world market. I I, will, I watched it for the whole planet, not really. Oh, the okay. So still, all of these movies made more than a billion dollars. Rogue One also yes. made a billion dollars. Uh, it seems like, one, and here, let me, let me actually read from the fiscal the report ones. on this. Um, 
I actually got, got you know, from our Omni Messiah, uh, the financial report info about Walt Disney. And it, it appears, according to this analysis, that there's no negative impact as a result of going woke, they say. Uh, it's direct consumer revenue increased by 13%. Um, let's see, reported decreases in operations losses. The parks are up 21%. You Not know. really, because they're closing down their starboard steam and attraction. Their own hotel was open only a year before they closed it down. Sure, things don't work out and they close down sometimes. That happens. But like... It's not clear to me that there's any evidence that Star Wars has suffered at all. I'm mean, like, did you see the, Andor was one of the best Star Wars? Like, even if you're talking about like, no, I stopped watching down. Star Wars after the seventh movie because it was so stupid. I could really couldn't go on. Yeah, uh, so I think point, you're really uh, cutting yourself, cutting off your own nose to spite your face there, because Andor is some of the best content ever made. And it's not I mean, I can go, I can go and give it an eye. But the point I'm trying to make is, uh, the movies uh, when didn't go walk in the sense they started pushing so much ideology because that is, that is one of the definition of going walk. They went walk in the sense that they tried to interchange political messages for a for a good story. The, the sequels don't have a good story. They have a very very shitty story. But oh, they I are, think, have a lot of political are messages. Good, but not because they're not because they're woke. They're just not very like, like of them of the three of them. The Last Jedi is the best, and it's the most quote unquote woke of the three. Mm, I don't know really because I I watched only the first, uh, so I don't know which one is the best or such. But my 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 it point is like you're making arguments about something that you don't have a lot of experience of, similar to the way that you feel like the woke people are brigading into 40k and making a bunch of arguments. Yes, but I'm not there asking for the franchises to be changed. I'm just there to say, oh yeah, another option an in which that your franchise shouldn't change without sufficient yes, evidence. Yes. I'm not saying the franchise shouldn't change. I'm not saying the franchise should go political. That is the difference I'm trying to make. Franchise changes. Uh, stories change, but they have to evolve within the world building of the world they are, they are in. They need to have limits. They need to have good yeah. storylines. You cannot exchange political okay. messaging for good storylines. So it is why everybody complains about... The Games Workshop to craft a really, really good storyline that resulted in female space marines? No, because that is one of the tenants they have to work within the limits for 30 plus years of the lore. The story has been and if they females say want to change can't that tenant be keep everything else consistent because we deeply respect the lore. And the then they don't respect the lore. It is a blatant lie. It, it, will, it will kill a so good part of the family. So you're saying all 40k lore rests on the no female space marines Feature. No, I'm not saying that. Removing that, I'm saying it is just the foot in the door. So if That's when they get that, then, argument though. Yeah, That's yeah, not saying. Yeah, they, they will. They, they will ask for more. But the point is, it sure, is okay. one of the main tenants. It is one of the main tenants of 40k lore. There are parts of 40k lore that are bendable, like with the primaries and those two are borderline lore breaking until they wrote the lore for good because they when they presented them, everybody was like, "What is this shit?" And, and there was a lot of backlash for it. Now they are trying to justify them with a bit of advanced lore about what Belisarius Cole was doing during the heresy and such, and that too makes water a lot. But the point is, there are concepts of Warhammer 40k that are bendable and concepts that are not. No female space marines is a rule the Emperor imposed. It is why he made all Primarchs male. It is why the gene seed is compatible only with males. It is why Chaos tried to make female space marines and ended up with the Daimonculabas to make more Chaos space marines. It, 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 is, a, it is a reason to say, the, in Warhammer 40k, this is one of the tenants so many things are built upon. 
If you go in uh, one of the recent changes that I've seen people comment about, but I've seen no evidence yet, was that uh, Games Workshop retconned the war in heaven. The war in heaven, there is no books. There is just anecdotal, anecdotal evidence coming from some codexes of what might have happened. Modifying the, uh, the war in heaven is something you can do because there is not so much info on it and there is pretty much nothing built on it. It has no limits until so, those limits are established. So it's ultimately it feels to me, and I want, we're starting to run out of time here, and we can talk about this some more in the bonus content for sure, but I just want to try to like wrap up our positions here a little bit. Like my impression is you think it's possible, but it would be unreasonable given the fact that the Imperium are chauvinistic or patriarchal or however we want to put it. And uh, therefore you could literally not have a good enough story to justify the retconning is what it seems like your position is. Uh, is that right? It is, because it will go and retcon one of the main foundations of the story. The Emperor said they are not to be even attempted. Games, retconning games is changing foundational parts of stories sometimes. No, retconning sometimes. is changing parts of stories. Changing foundational, foundational parts, parts of No, changing foundational parts of stories that have been established this long is a death sentence for your own world building. Because at that point, everything is fair game. Everything can change. What says what says the Imperium has to be humans? You can change. No, it isn't. It isn't isn't fair game. It, it isn't fair game. The point the, the point of Games Workshop is making money. The money comes from the story they have crafted. If they ruin the story to try and be more inclusive, the money stops. That's, so that, it, is, that is why like Games Workshop exists. There, and this is one of, one of the final points I wanted to make. Um, like, I think your concern is much less with wokeness and much more with capitalism. Your problem is that your beloved IP is in the service of a company that you don't trust because they are going to put profit in front of quality. Yes, and that's why they don't make female space marines, because they are putting profits in front of quality. So it seems like your major issue is with capitalism, low-road capitalism that exploits IP, not the woke people who just want... No, I'm also, for the, I'm also for the woke of people. I have, a, I have a problem with both sides. The storylines crafted by Games Workshop recently have been weak at best, but they aren't... Uh, such revolutionary pieces of content that made me go wow they aren't such bad things that made me go what is this shit it is not why did you make a video attacking wokeness but not a video attacking capitalism is what i'm trying to understand because i'm not to the level political i'm trying to just protect the (laughs) hobby i love you think one of those is political and the other one isn't yes so to me it seems exceedingly political that you chose to attack wokeness as the, like, because wokeness is the only one infiltrating my hobbies. It is the only one But it's capitalism them. is you the one you... selling your hobby off for parts. Yes, and that's why it doesn't do that anymore. It is why Disney is now in damage control. It is why they are deleting entire movies and series before they are released. Because they have understood that going woke doesn't pay. And that is one of the oh, best things they could have understood after six, that. seven I years. I you misunderstand the math on that one in a big way. I misunderstand the math. The, the fact that there are literally uh, some of the inner circle of Disney, the board of directors, that are stopping a person with an opposing of view on what they're doing as they are putting politics in front no, of their I'm own No, I'm sure they're doing that, but that's separate from the closing off movies that have already been made. That's probably a, like a, a tax write-off situation more than anything else. Would Not mind. really. If the movie is completed and was announced to be released... There's, like complica- the, there's complicated factors involving financial stuff 
who you have. Yes, to but you, usually, usually, if you, if you want to keep a tax write-off and IPs, you can just I'm, go I'm just the saying, way. Unless the... you can really point to a smoking gun that says, you know, we are like not only what when you, when you say damage control, do you mean they're trying to seem less woke or they're continuing to try to be more woke? They are trying to finally let go of this fucking political messaging their movies are making in favor of doing good movies that are just made good for the audience. My, my point is not that I hate the woke movement or that I don't like woke people. My point is my hobbies, my favorite things that I like to do when I don't have to engage in politics, when I don't have to work, when I don't have to study, when I don't have to be at university, are being invaded by people that know nothing about it and are invading it just to virtue signal, making tokenism. Like, one of my favorite storylines of Warhammer 40k, and I cite it a lot of times, is the story of the, of the Celestial Lions, that are an African-based space marine chapter. The chapter master is called the Kene Dubaku. It is an African-born Yeah, name. how is this not political? You brought this up in your video. This is a, this it is is a not political. that sound it, like it black is... power. These are literally a black power movement that got shut down by the Inquisition because they opposed not. It is not how... no? It is not how it went. The, the, the fact that they are of color has to do with the fact that now there is inclusiveness in the hobby. But it has nothing to do with the fact, oh yeah, it is a black power movement. The reason the Inquisition is African art design. Aren't they supposed to be like African... Like, like, like Af they are supposed to be an African space marine chapter. Yes, right. but what, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Why does the Inquisition want them rape? dead? It's baffling to me. Because they were they weren't made when all the this whole race debacle was made. They were made to craft a what good story. Be inclusive. You understand racism has been around for a while. Like people have been making. Yes, it's been around for a while, but it has it, it has become it has become a lot worse from when people are trying to it force it so down in everything. If someone wrote the narrative, this group of African power space marines got oppressed because they spoke out against an extermination of a planet and that wasn't meant to be a political satire that it isn't political satire try to speak happens. against the inquisition see how it ends with you they are not being exterminated because they're black they're being exterminated funny. because they went against the negative of the inquisition your, like to me your view makes the media much worse for him or for no to me it makes it makes it as a, like complex rich send up of our human politics and you read it like no it doesn't because i don't want anything to do with your politics that well, is the point like you have a personal I, preference about what this should be not what it is or was and everything like is a personal preference agree with you about your personal preference though you're trying to the point is i have fifty thousand people else. agreeing with me and now okay. are nominating so me as a what i'm their personal politics on everyone else is what you're we talking. aren't trying to enforce anything we aren't trying to enforce our own view right? we are we are trying to prevent them from ruining what we love it is not okay. a matter of in politics. your opinion ruining something that you love right yes now i would argue it's not going to ruin it you're going to continue to do that it is going to ruin it because okay. warhammer 40k is considered to be a universe where ultra violence triumph there is no gender <laughs> ideology there is no sexism there in is no racism there is tradition and there is war and segregated like you have a gender segregated and a racially segregated military and you choose not to read politics. no it is not racially segregated in the first um, in the first novel specific I, platoons my dude you have racially 
No, because they all come from the same planet. You find uniformity on a planet like, when you have only the people living there. Like, this is a classic sci-fi trope of using racial stereotypes as part of your system. And, and like, because they have their own identity? What the fuck kind of question so are you trying they to have make? Identities. So you're saying there's an identity in this world. So there is actually identity politics in this world, Danny. There is identity politics rel relieved in 40k. You don't see people going, oh yeah, Black Lives Matter in the middle of a fucking war in Warhammer 40k. That my is hope, the point my, I'm my trying to make. I think it seems like you're wildly inconsistent about whether there's identity politics in this world. And it seems like what you're saying is... No, I'm not widely inconsistent. You are asking two world. different questions, but trying to give the same answer to no, both. No, 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 you're no. saying, are there real world politics in Warhammer 40k? I said, yes, there are, but they are confined to 40k. And then there is real world politics in 40k. It is not real world politics for real world politics. If you don't see people going, Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ+, you don't see people going, oh yeah, let's rebel because people are sexist. It is not how it goes in 40k. They don't do the thing, they do the opposite of the thing. No, they don't do neither. It, it was satire in the first edition. The what there is in 40k, so it is obviously... No, it is not satire. The point, you, you, simply, you simply seem to have very it's confused okay. ideas have on what views about the art. I just think that like, no, no, what you're no, saying no. is you have we, one view of the art, and on your view, no one should involve politics in this art ever. And I think that is a very simple view of this art. There, there is two different sides to this. There is the side of, yes, politics is everything. It is everywhere because the people crafting every single piece of art have their own ideology. They have their own politics. Sure. And then there is pushing those politics actively inside what you make. Like the yeah. fact you you said you said the celestial lions pushing those politics, but you should still. No, I think we shouldn't. Art, art I think we shouldn't. Political and like it's good when art is political. Art can be political when it is required to be political. What I'm referring to is not. Required Required to it is not required to stay be. in their own standards. It could be political. Is, Why are you preventing people from letting it be political for them? Because it makes no sense in Warhammer 40k. Warhammer 40k is you, not built upon based a, on your interpretation of the lore. No, it is not my interpretation. It is the Imperium doctrine. It is the just, interpretation of what Warhammer 40k is. Ignoring a bunch of obvious parts of what you've already described. To pretend that there's and no what? identity and politics. And what? Tell, tell me have, those parts so I can dismantle that, that, like, them. Like the the emperor specifically decreed there were only going to be male primarchs. That's a genuine yes choice. to avoid inbreeding between primarchs and space marines. Avoid the space marine could cut space, off from humanity. Make all female primarchs and avoid breed interbreeding. Because he wanted the best sex for war, and that is That's males. Crazy. Biologically, is males. Politics. We're talking about politics now. It is not yeah. politics. It is the reality. Reality is not political. Uh, it is, okay, it is a difference of interpretation. You see, a man, a man the at the same leaders, level... Are they leaders or are they infantrymen only? They are leaders and infantrymen. They fight so on the side of the really leaders. women are really good at strategy. Why can't women be the leaders and have the men be the foot soldiers? If you they have really been active. doing that. There is Inquisitor that gave orders to, to fucking Space Marine chapters on how to fight wars. I just think your is not consistent and don't actually hold together and prove what you're trying to show. But at the end of the day, I don't think it I think the arguments are secondary to your personal desire for the thing you love to look like the thing that you want it to look like and not change. I don't want it to look like anything. I want it to change, but towards the limits the, the universe has imposed. If we break those limits, then everything becomes fair game. Then, then we take, we, 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 we take Lord of the, the Rings. No, no, no. 
No, wait a second. We take Lord of the Rings. Why can't they use a Toyota Corolla to, to go to Mordor? It is my politics that I want the Fellowship to use a Toyota Corolla and drive to Mordor while mm. having the ACDC on the radio. It is not something you can just do because it is a fantasy world. It has limits it has to obey by. You change those limits, you lose the identity. It is yeah, not something I don't you think can those simply are really do. comparable, but we're way over time, so I've got to torture you they a little bit more here with the enlightening round, and then we can we can pick this back up for sure for bonus content. Um, but since you know you like torturing people in the grim dark, uh, this is the enlightening round. Enlightenment comes from within. So, for folks who are not familiar, I'm going to give you a list of things, and you're going to tell me are these things real or not real. You don't get to explain what you mean by real or hedge in any kind of way, just real or not real, all right? Okay. Okay. So, first of all, because this is often a philosophy show, I have to check. Do you think anything is real, Danny? Anything is real between my own perception of reality, yes. Okay, great. So, let's find out what is real. Bodies, real or not real? Real. Minds, real or not real? Real. Okay. Souls, real or not real? Real. Free will. Real or not real? Not real. Luck. Real. Ghosts. Not real. Aliens. Real. Truth. Real. Beauty. Not real. And finally, justice. Real. All right. You survived. How do you feel? Yeah, well. Not so bad. As you usual. Be a space Marine. <laughs> uh, not really. I'm out of the age range for that. Mm, fair enough. Uh, so we're going to, I'm sure, hopefully pick this up some more in the VIP. So folks who want to hear some more argument, stick around. But otherwise, Danny, do you want to let folks know where they can find your content online? Uh, you can just come on the Facebook group, Warhammer 40k Heresy posting. It is the one with 50 plus thousand people on it. Come in, new buys or not, left or right. We accept everybody as long as you don't want politics into 40k. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And folks, come hang out. A void would rather be just a void with nothing in it. Okay. So, it seems, again, based on what you just said right there, your view is there should be no politics in Warhammer 40k. No real world, recent world politics into 40k, yes. And this is a world in which there are giant mech churches on robot legs punching people, right? Rarely there isn't a power fist as big as an Imperator class Titan, but yeah, they do it. Okay, so you don't think that we should in any way engage in, like discussing the politics of that or you're just saying that's not a political thing in itself inside the world that choice to have a, a walking church is not political the walking church is a church dedicated to the emperor of mankind and the omnissiah they are not real world religion they might have similarities as everything else has similarities with everything on uh, real world religion but it doesn't mean that it's a political commentary or that it should be attributed automatically to real world religions it is a 40k exclusive kind of religion can you understand why someone might look at that and think well that looks like politics and religion taken to the nth degree within the world itself 
right? You have they are this... politics and religion taken to the nth degree, okay. but so they we are do so agree that politics and, and religion that... exist in the world and are taken to the nth degree. Yes, but they are taken to the nth degree to the to the point that they are not comparable or relatable with anything we have in this day and age and with anything we have in real world pleasant. But that's kind of what satire is. You take something in the real world and take it to the nth degree to highlight the absurdity of the thing in the real world. Not really. Satire is mostly... Sometimes. Um, sometimes, sometimes yes, is. but so, sometimes it is described as that. Some other times it is described just as political commentary made on something and pushing some ideology on something that resembles mainly something else. That's but uh, in the case of what I'm... That's like a specific polemical kind of satire. But like satire involves exaggerated tropes over-the-top elements, you know, meant to, Yes, like... but that are commenting on something real. In Warhammer right. 40, what, you don't think Warhammer what, 40k what is... is commenting on, on, on Christian militarism, for example? No, because I don't see mech suits going around uh, with, the, with the Christian cross on it. I don't see neither uh, people <laughs> modifying their bodies to show themselves that they are closer to a machine gun. I, I mean, buddy, come on. Just because it's not literally a cross, have you seen a picture of the God Emperor? <laughs> like... That's... Do you know what the good emperor is? Yes, and he looks like... I mean, like, I know a lot about him. I've read the backstories because he's fascinating to me as, again, a satire of the great man theory of history. Yes, yeah, so what, what the was great man it? theory of history what, not, is, right? Uh, re religiously, what was it? Religious? I mean, like, well, from what I understand, they've now walked back that we know what his history is, and so it's contentious about what he actually No, was. I'm talking during the Great Crusade. He was an atheist. Okay, right. He's an atheist, but he's acting as a religious fascist. No, he was made a god by the people that came after he was interred into the golden throne. He didn't choose to be a god. He didn't want to be a god. He despised gods. But the people that came like, after... See, here's the thing. I think it's a great satire. I think it's a sophisticated satire, an interesting one to pick apart. Like, all of that makes it more interesting to me as a satire. But it isn't a satire of Christians. It isn't a satire of people getting armed for their own god. No, it can, it can be, be by interpretation, but it doesn't mean... It can be a satire of lots of things, but that, then it falls into your interpretation and my interpretation of things. And I'm not forcing one interpretation. I'm saying, hey, what if you think about Warhammer 40k as a satire of Christians? Well, then these things are really interesting. Well, if you think about it as a satire doesn't of work. atheists, the well, then these things are really interesting. What if you think about it as like a realization that like those two things can converge in identity politics on a long enough timeline. That's an interesting commentary too on politics. No, they, they, they want in 40k unless peace is achieved. But removing that, the, the point of the God Emperor of mankind is that he never wanted to be a God. He was made a God by people. And he was he, this was even anticipated in the book, The Last Church, when he talked with Uriah, when he said to him that he would destroy and delete religion from the mind of the people. And he just went, uh, and Uriah just answered to him, yes, uh, wouldn't that make them start to see you as a God? negating something to humanity will want them have it more you know that and he just went oh yeah I, I know that but it won't happen and then it happened the emperor became the god of the people because the people needed hope the, and you if don't we think to, any to, to of this is an interesting political or psychological commentary it is, it, on human beings it is a psychological commentary on the needs of humans but it isn't a commentary or a critique of any specific religion it can be attributed to any or to none that's, not, to that's none. what I'm saying I'm not, I'm not saying that Warhammer 40k is just about making fun of Christians I'm saying Warhammer 40k is about if things are dark enough, you will accept the most absurdly terrible 
Aetho Christia fascia, whatever thing, you know, that like is protecting you from those monsters in that given moment. And you'll rationalize it to yourself as the lesser evil, even though it's incredibly horrible. Yes, because that is the tenor of life in Warhammer 40k. Life is shit in Warhammer 40k. Right. If you can it's... give hope to something and you can have hope by believing into something, you believe into that something. But this is not just a matter of belief. The Emperor is a protector of humanity. Believing in the Emperor shields you by the ruinous powers. There are people that have a belief so powerful they can stay in the warp and fight demons like Kaldor Drago pretty much incessantly and not get corrupted. Kaldor Drago went into the Garden of Nargol and burned down the Garden of Nargol, a chaos god, and killed thousands and thousands of demons only because his own powers as a psyker and his belief in the Emperor shield him from any kind of corruption. Yeah, and I just think those kinds of stories, I don't know why you would want to try to tell people that they shouldn't interpret those stories on more than just a literal or like first order hero narrative level. But I'm not saying they aren't to be interpreted. You can interpret them however they want. Just don't push that interpretation into the game. Like the fact, oh yeah, but it, female space marines... Like, you're, like, like, everybody interprets it differently. And they may want certain things to exist in the world or not because of those interpretations. And then everybody argues about their different interpretations and what they want to exist in the world based on those interpretations. So everybody's pushing their interpretations into the world in that way. Everybody's pushing their own interpretation, but the difference is uh, the interpretation of those that want the game to stay true to itself and the interpretation of those that want to reflect real-world politics into it uh, are very different kinds of interpretation. One is based on love for what was created. One is intended to preserve the original vision of what Warhammer 40k is. The other one is trying to make Warhammer 40k more like the real world when it should be just escapism. It I should be just... Okay, so I think there are mixed motives on both sides if i'm being honest i think on both sides there are people who genuinely love warhammer 40k and who genuinely believe in the crusade that they are raging and that they you, you love know, it so much why change it because people are you kidding like people love things and also want them to get better that's that's what loving better by their own sometimes. interpretation doesn't mean it is better for everybody else Okay, but there, like, you would agree, for example, that there are some kinds of media that were made during a time when people were more okay with just overtly racist media or overtly sexist media. Good, leave them as they are. Okay. They are a product so of their time. Of updating media to make it more accessible to other people. I am in favor of making your own. No, no, I, I, I am in favor. I'm in favor of retelling a story how you want, but don't go and touch the background of it just to change it so that your story is how it always Even was. Even if it means that One your of thing them... is so archaic that it has to die out because it, it has such fundamentally unacceptable pieces to it that if you don't change them if you if you can't put aside your morality to believe in a sci-fi made up universe and say oh yeah race is bad that's why it's just like if there's a million sci-fi universes out there and if this one I, I'm then go to one of them they go to one of them leave 40k alone so what, what I'm saying is like you are saying that you are putting you're positioning yourself as the center of the 40k universe and saying no i'm positioning myself as correct. the gatekeeper of its lore 
Right, you're saying my interpretation, interpretation is not correct. correct, but my interpretation doesn't influence how I go about Warhammer 40k. I, I don't would... discriminate about, oh yeah, we should what have I mean, male sisters of battle, but not female space money. What I just mean is you think you're right about what Warhammer 40k truly is, and they're wrong about what it truly is. That's the disagreement, right? They are wrong into trying to push their own ideology into it, their own interpretation of it. I am not right in my interpretation of it, but I respect the vision that it has. So I, I am for, what I think the, is this was made like this. Not doing like the exact this. same thing that, so look, here's what I was saying about mixed motives. I think on both sides, there are people who genuinely want to do, to change the thing or keep it the same either way, because they think that is what is good for Warhammer 40K, however they define good. And then there are people in these communities who just want to fight for the sake of fighting because they enjoy fighting and because it creates an identity for them, because it tells them that they are special because they are on one side of a meaningful conflict. And that is true of both groups, but I think you often talk as if it is only true of the woke folks. No, it is true for both groups, but how many people do you see pushing it from a side and the other? This is a simple thing. I that mean, can having be been in your heresy person group, I see y'all talk about this constantly in the most extreme terms, and often are very like shitty about the other people on the opposite side, like because that's yes, because they are, they are shit people. Most most of the and time, they they're think y'all are shit people, and so they're shitty towards you. But and you they and they are good with that's that. That's nice or civil. So my point is, no, I'm not saying that is not nice or civil. They can insult me or whatever, whoever else, how much they want. I draw a line into trying to ruin their life because they don't agree with you. That is where I draw the line. That I don't do that kind of shit. I don't go and try to dox people and call people bosses to get them fired. I've right. seen it done. Very, very often and by I'm the side 100% of the against retributive wokeness on all levels because I'm anti-retributivism full stop. Uh, that being said... Yeah, it, is, it doesn't happen just, only on one I side, just, but it, does, it happens predominantly on one side. When you say your side's motives are pure and the other side's motives are impure, you don't complicate the picture until I force you to. You really don't force me to do anything. It is a different kind of interpretation <laughs> like of what the 40k you universe is. You don't acknowledge is. the reality until you're pressed rather than accepting from the start. What reality should I acknowledge? The fact that, that no, no, wait a second. Some people genuinely disagree with you about this thing despite knowing a lot about it and not just people who know less of it than you and showed up 10 minutes ago just to pick a fight. Yes, there are people that disagree with me that know a lot about this. And I, I said them the same. If you want, let's debate it. My because point, one of the main right, questions they never they don't, they don't include them when you talk about the motives of the people who disagree with you. You treat it as if the people because who the people are just it, it is want not to raid and it, destroy 40k. It is not a matter of disagreeing because if it was only a disagreement, it could be talked about. These are people they don't want to talk about it. I, you're the first person of the other side, at least that I haven't approached, that even showed up for a debate, and I'm asking for a debate from months. Not one of them has come because they don't believe in their own arguments. That I would is, argue that is that what I'm not because they don't say. believe in it. It's because unlike me, they don't ha enjoy this and they don't think it's worthwhile or productive. And a lot of people don't. And I don't think... Then why the fuck are they advocating for their own the side all the time? I don't think it's anyone's obligation to actually debate you. I understand that some people put out an, uh, an offer to debate people. And I do think if they're going to put out an offer, they should debate you personally. Lut indeed. He then walked back on it. That's what I'm saying. I, I I think that's bad. Like, I show up to debate because I actually want to debate. I'm also in no way idealistic about the effects of this debate. Like, I don't think that our conversation here is necessarily going to sway a lot of hearts and minds. I do it because I, I personally enjoy it, and I do think it's helpful to some people. 
but I don't think that it it's is hugely beneficial and it could potentially have costs. So I understand why people choose not to do it. I don't think there's any obligation to do it. But I also like you think that this is a war. It's hard to complain about the tactics of the other team when you're engaging them in warfare, right? Especially yes, but warfare has war crimes too. If we want to talk right, about bringing this from the society that like life. commits war crimes on a daily basis, we don't glorify it. It is a fantasy sci-fi universe of ultra violence. We, we can separate real guys. life from it. <laughs> I believe they are the good guys because I watch I watch exactly. the Imperium from inside of it. That's there is point. heresy, kill every single heretics. There is aliens exterminating us. Kill every single one of them. Don't take the risk. Try to make humanity survive whatever the fuck there is in the universe. That is why I believe they are the good guys. They aren't good guys by any means, but they are the good guys by my own vision because they are the ones trying to make humanity survive. I know, and it's just fascinating I, to me when you accept a means, you know, means justify ends argument versus not. Yes, because it, it escalates with odds. In in real life, you see war crimes happen because wars are fought on a, on a smaller scale. The moment an alien race arrives and declares wars on humanity, there isn't sex, there isn't ideology, there isn't color of the skin. There is you us versus them. Here in that moment. They will disappear as long as there is a common enemy. It is literally the political baffling. commentary of Watchmen. I think no. your view of psychology is baffling. The, it is literally the, the the central point of Watchmen, one of the most influential uh, influencing comics ever made in all life. <laughs> a good guy that was believed to be a good guy did a bad thing, killed millions of people just so the Cold War didn't exterminate humanity, and they could all focus and put aside their differences right, to fight a common enemy. It is forward, but it's not a real. It's not. That's fiction. That's not real human psychology. That's a. a a fascist wrote a book, like a crypto fascist. It isn't wrote a book. fascism if it works. That you you are dictating a lot of things are fascist. What? No, it isn't fascist when the objective is that. The writer like, of that, I believe, is sympathetic to like authoritarian governments. Now I'm not talking about the author because I don't know enough. I'm I'm oh, talking about the story of Watchmen. Yeah, but the story. My, of, okay, my, so in my, the story of Watchmen, a fictional story, a guy kills a bunch of people in an attempt to try to unify the world and it succeeds because the author says it does that's not proof that psychologically that would happen in real life you understand okay that. but who is the good guy in there i'm not trying to say who the, like there's no good guys in watchmen that's part of the story <laughs> i mean ozymandias kind of had a point oh my god Oz ozymandias is the good guy to you in in watchmen in their universe, he did what he did and exterminated millions to save the planet. It worked in that universe? Yes. Does it make it good? Because, because no, we it find still out worked. In the very, very short term that it worked, you think he's the good guy? I don't think he's the good guy by our definition. In their universe, he is. He is in what their universe. He is by their definition. How that in Watchmen, he is a good guy. What is guy. their definition of good guy? The guy that saved the world just by killing a couple of millions instead of letting everybody die. In a you, nuclear apocalypse. Have you watched the show Watchmen that follows up on... No, the show has nothing to do with the source material. I'm talking about the comics. The show's actually really good. Uh, excellent after future. It's very shit. Uh, okay, well, that's adorable. Um, I'm sorry that you can't enjoy media because of your identity politics. Um, I can enjoy media. I cannot enjoy media that doesn't follow the canon. A white supremacist cult was the fucking main point of the Watchmen so TV show. Like Are you serious? Country, Watchmen does a great job inverting a lot of the things in the original Watchmen in a way that I think is very Then why effective. did it flop? Then why the series flopped? Why there isn't any more seasons of it? Uh, 
I don't know that it was meant to go for more than one season. I think it was a one season, one and done. Story. I don't know that, but if if it, if it sold, it's, it's it would a, have gone a, for a, a second. A but they already changed line. everything. I mean, they canceled the second season of Lovecraft Country, even though Lovecraft Country was a cr incredibly popular. So I don't think it has to do with popularity necessarily on that front. No, shows get canceled for lack of popularity all the time. These are shows get canceled for too. lots of reasons, including lack of popularity. It would be a logical fallacy to assume every show that got canceled did so because of lack of popularity. No, that is for sure. There is a problem with IP, there is a problem with rights. But every single video, every single review I've ever read on Watchmen was always calling it a pile of turd. Every single one. Is that maybe because you mostly read anti-woke reviews of things? No, I see the stuff that comes into my YouTube recommended usually. But even then, I just go into Rotten Tomatoes, I go on IGN, and I read the reviews there. And it, like, when your show is rotten, both for the critics and the audience, what the fuck do you think happened to your story? It went to hell because you didn't follow the source material. You are still. I think the problem with the difference. Watchmen has a ninety-six tomato meter from reviewers. Yeah, but Rotten Tomatoes does rotten. And you understand that the fifty-six from audience. From audience you understand that the concept of like people spamming Rotten Tomatoes, right? Like. That are reviewing uh, no, I know, I know like the fact that Rotten Tomatoes is paid point. by big companies to influence the reviews. I, I, like, what I'm saying they, did, like, they did it with Cutis. Rotten Tomatoes is proof that something flopped is like a classically silly... Yeah, but I don't use that as my only meter. I don't use only Rotten Tomatoes. I go around and look at the general opinion. Like I've seen ah, video essays of three, four hours just dismantling out with one, in one your anti-woke groups. My point is... I don't. I don't you're, think you're really trying to put this into a level of ideology. No, I think I the main difference is that you like you love the original. No, because you're saying no, 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 no. You're name. saying your opinion. Your opinion comes from this. What if it is my opinion just because it is I mean, my look, fucking I'll opinion? I'll say that what I enjoyed Watchmen it? because it was woke, partly. Like, part, not for you. I, I didn't because, because it was woke. Because it doesn't respect the original story, and it was made uh, woke see, just for the original story. Is more complicated than you think it is. I think it respects. No, the it isn't. Story quite it really isn't. Actually, no, they didn't. Trust no. me, they didn't. I, mean, I guess we'll have to disagree on that one, based on you know different. Yeah, but I, I think the main. I mean, I think the main difference of uh, on our ideology is that I can separate my own view from real life to fiction, while you seem incapable to do so. Like going just oh yeah, the Imperium is fascist. No, it isn't. So it's just really weird. Okay, then why that. are the, then why my interpretation that the Imperium are the good guys inside of 40k is wrong when I watch it from inside? Who are the good guys for you inside 40k when you watch it? From their own perspective. Are, do there have to be good guys? The, somebody you have to follow. You you wouldn't follow a bad guy. Sure you would. People follow uh, villains all the time. Okay, then who is it for you? Who do you follow? I'm not saying I follow anybody in particular. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm keen for chaos, obviously, but like... My point is, okay, chaos, you're, chaos you're imposing my... an interpretation. It seems like you're saying someone has I'm to not be the imposing... good guy. So why is it wrong? I'm not imposing an interpretation, guy? but you call, you call my my interpretation of it almost as if wrong, almost as if it baffles you that I can think that the human race and the human empire trying to survive and not get exterminated or enslaved or corrupted or tortured to death is almost a bad thing. Do you think there's any kind of behavior that you wouldn't allow to be justified under that banner of preserving the human race that way? Needless violence, when it is just for the sake of violence. It is why I don't like uh, the, the Drukari. It is why I don't like the Dark Elders. Because they torture for their own pleasure. They don't do it for a reason, even if they do it to, to not die in a way. But they do it because they and have fun. no needless I don't violence see... in the Imperium at all. There is needless violence. I, didn't, I never said I agreed with it. 
the, what happened to the Celestial Lions is something I extremely hate, and it is why I love their chapter. It, Wait a minute. Removing well, the fact well, that Michael, it, I was trying to ask, what was the behavior you wouldn't rash, you wouldn't justify for the sake of preserving humanity by calling it needless violence? Exterminating really people that, that disagree with you. Okay. Yeah, so you, you in, in that case, don't agree with you is bad. No, no let, 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 let me let, let me let me finish that. Exterminating people that disagree with you because you did something so stupid that it pushed them to disagree. Because what happened to the Celestial Lions was they fought a campaign against chaos. They lost dozens and dozens of brothers in the campaign. Many military forces died for that campaign. When the planet was finally free, the Inquisition arrived and exterminated the entire planet. It was all for nothing. That is what made the Celestial Lions just pick up the Inquisition and say, what the fuck? And that is what happened and why they are now persecuted by the Inquisition. It is not like you try to put it a matter for black power or racism in the Imperium. They talked back at something oh, that I, has I the means to kill you if you talk back. Oh, no, no, sorry. Let me, let me clarify. I wasn't saying that in the world of 40k that was what was happening. I was saying... It's really fascinating to me that writers put this story in here that so closely mirrors the FBI and CIA's treatment of black power movements in America. And I think it would be really interesting to analyze that story in those terms. Well, you can connect to, to it. So. You have no way to prove that was the intention. I'm it not is even claiming it was no, no, death of the author. I don't give a shit if it was the... Like, if it was a total fucking accident, it's still fascinating. It's still a cool cultural commentary that to like randomly emerge amidst all the stuff in 40k. But why why not enjoy it as that intro? Like why not think of it in those terms? Why not you know like you can that, 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 that is not does. what I'm trying to say. Like uh, you yeah. seem to have misunderstood my intention. I am not for your own interpretation of the lore. I am not for your own paint jobs on your minis. Paint them. Uh, uh, as a Nazi flag space marine, paint them as LGBTQ plus progressive marines. I don't give a flying fuck. I will not play with you in both of those cases because I'm not foreseeing politics on my table of any kind. But you can do it. You paid for them. Yeah, I can critique them. Don't stop me from doing that because I will do it. But I cannot stop you from, from doing it. You have the freedom so to do it and create. I will fight. So you have the freedom. You can do it. The difference is when you try to make that interpretation lore canon... It is not something you can do. My interpretation is not being pushed into 40k. 40k is 40k, and I want it to All remain right. 40k, not by my from, own interpretation. If, I, if, if they were to change the lore and create female space marines, what would prevent you from ignoring that change personally, from refusing to play with anyone who uses female space marines, for claiming that it's shit and all those sorts of things? Like, is there anything stopping you there? And what is stopping them from ignoring the fact they don't exist? It is the same question. I'm not saying it offends them yeah, that it doesn't. Sure. It offends me that they do. Okay. That is the point. It is a okay. difference. So of if, if you would agree that y'all are in exactly the same position in that way, that both of you could ignore the other one but choose not to, it seems to me, I'm trying to see if you agree, both of you could just ignore the other side even if they made changes to some degree as long as Games Workshop continues to exist and makes the figures and stuff. It's just no, that neither is, that, of that, you is that willing is a, to do that. That is, that is a consumer kind of, uh, of opinion. I could be very well happy with Games Workshop going out of business and the Lord of Warhammer 40k getting incomplete status forever. I would be very happy with that because at that point there is no other ways they can fuck it up. The, the point I'm trying to make is uh, 
Warhammer 40k is not a vehicle for anybody's politics. Not mine that I never discussed because I, I am technically bisexual, but I don't recognize myself with the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, so technically I am an apostate if we want to talk like that. It is not a vehicle for politics of any kind. Not my side, not yours. Warhammer 40k exists in its own You're forcing that opinion where... on other people. That they should... That it's not I'm a not forcing for that opinion. I'm not forcing... I'm not forcing that opinion on other people. I am forcing 40k to stay 40k. It is a big difference okay. because there is That's a little. There, I don't there see is any a little, difference there, but if you say there is, I will let you have. No, no, no. There, there is a, there is a, a little, uh, a little question that not not a single one of them uh, seems to want to ask themselves when they ask for changes in Warhammer 40k. How does this change benefit the story? Without using the argument representation or without using the word political, how does it better the 40k storyline? Okay, I'll let you have that last word. I appreciate it, Danny. I thank you for coming on. This has been a fun, exciting exchange. Um, and hopefully patrons, y'all enjoyed this. And like I said, go check out Danny's video in the show notes. Go check out the PSI epi PIS episode and go play some 40k. Thanks, Thanks for Benny. having me. Have fun playing and uh, have fun uh, doing 40k lore and everything. As a human, I was ill-equipped to thank you. But as myself, you have my everlasting gratitude. Thanks again to our listeners and patrons who make this show possible. Thanks to our newest monthly Voidling, uh, Carissa Lynn. I'd like to also thank our top-tier patrons, our Archon-level patrons, B uh, Alex Beneshek, Fix the Vote, Grumble Grumble, Lawrence Shielding, Serious Inquiries Only, and Void Pilled Eldrick Farmer. And all the thanks to our Archduke level patron, Big Easy Blasphemy. If you'd like to support the show, please check out my other show, Philosophers in Space, with my co-host Callie Wright of the Queer Explaining Podcast. While you're at it, check out my wonderful editor, Louisa Lyons's filmed live musicals podcast. Leave them all a five-star rating and a review on your podcast app. You can also come join the Philosophers in Space slash Embrace the Void Facebook group or email me at voidpod at gmail.com. And if you notice a small void growing within you, consider supporting us financially at patreon.com slash embrace the void. Just $4 a month gets you early access to episodes and bonus VIP content. Most of all, whatever hill you choose to die on, you are the void and the void is you. Thank you.